Hey, thanks for listening to the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe podcast with LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and myself, Jonas Knox. Make sure you catch us live weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. You can find your local station for the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe show over at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. So we have got some controversy. We've got some outrage, and it is all playing out in front of our very eyes and ears in the world of sports. We'll get into all that for you here. Uh, coming up just a couple of moments from now, it's two pros and a cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio. LeVar Arrington, no. Jonas Knox with you here no. on FSR. You can hang out with us, as always, on the iHeartRadio app, and you can find us on hundreds of Fox Sports Radio affiliates and wherever you are making us a part of your Monday morning. We appreciate you doing so. We'll take you all the way up to the end of the hour, 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific here, Fox Sports Radio. No Brady Quinn today. Screw that guy, man. Uh, but we will be, uh, he'll be back with us here tomorrow. Come on, we bust balls. what we do on this show. Um, so, uh, by the first weekend without football in months, how'd it feel? A little weird, right? <laughs> I mean. Like int- reintroducing I yourself to your family. The, the, thing, the things that happen in sports keep things interesting, though. Yeah. It's like there's always going to be something that's taking place that's going to be. I'm all about the interest of what's taking place. Yeah. You know, life is, tra- I always say life is transactional. And transactions happen every single day, whether for good or for bad. And. You know what? We've had some interesting things take place this weekend. I mean, one took place yesterday. You're going to segue into it. It, uh, You know, um, look, heat of the moment uh, is exactly that. And uh, sometimes in the heat of the moment, maybe you do things you regret. We talked about road rage on the show. Like, uh, you know, sometimes you have a fit of road rage and, uh, you know, you you throw the bird or maybe, uh, you know, throw a quarter out the window uh, because you uh, lose your cool a little bit. Like, that happens. Um and if you happen to coach the Michigan Wolverines, you might end up palming some guy in the head. I mean, listen, it, it's, that's what we call a slaps yeah, these days. You know, it just uh, he palmed him. I mean, it was not a uh, hey, Berto. Is that what we call it? Slaps these days. Yeah, it wasn't. Uh, <laughs> you are a dirtbag and a half. Unbelievable. That's what it looked like too. That's uh, what he, when he hit that, uh, that coach's head. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, Berta, you are the scumbag. Off and running with the scumbag of the year award. Uh, Roberto Flores on this show. Uh, (laughs) For those of you wondering, well, what did he say? Uh, You know, you could probably figure that out. Just paraphrasing. Yeah. uh, Context (laughs) clues. You could probably figure that out at some point. Uh, But the uh, Juwan Howard incident that took place uh, yesterday. You work it out. um, (laughs) Here was the the situation. Michigan's head coach, Jawan Howard, uh, they, uh, you know, he lost his cool. He was a little bit bothered by uh, the situation. Uh, they were getting hammered by Wisconsin. Uh, you know, Gray Guard uh, called a, a timeout because he didn't want a 10 second violation. Uh, Jawan Howard thought that was, uh, you know, wrong because the game was already a blowout. But uh, Gray Guard didn't like the fact that, uh, you know, his team was pressing him and he didn't want to put his team in that bad spot. So there's this back and forth. Jawan Howard gets annoyed. Gray Guard puts his hands on him. Juwan Howard then uh, proceeds to uh, palm 
assistant coach yeah. Joe Krabenhoff. Palm his uh, head. Yeah, he, he palmed him. Uh, Joe Krabenhoff. Palm the head. The, uh, the member of the coaching staff for Palm Wisconsin. It was absolute chaos. Uh, Juwan Howard afterwards tried to explain himself. Here's what the Michigan head coach had to say. I didn't like the timeout being called, and I'll be totally honest with you. Um, I thought it was uh, you know, not necessary at that moment, uh, especially being a large lead. Um, and then for have a timeout um, to be called with three seconds or four seconds to go, um, you know, I thought that that was you know, what I felt wasn't fair to our guys. And so that's, that's what happened. You know, I addressed with uh, the head coach that uh, I will remember that <laughs> because of that timeout. And uh, f- for someone to touch me, and I think that was un- very uncalled for for him to touch me as we were verbalizing and communicating with one another. So um, that's what ended up happening, and that's what escalated it. So there was uh, Juwan Howard's uh, assessment of what went down. Uh, now, uh, in all fairness, we must hear from the other side, uh, Wisconsin's head coach, Gray Gard. Uh, he gave his version of the story. Here he was afterwards. And he came up to me and pulled his max max down and said, I'll remember that. And he started pointing at me and tapping me in the chest. And I said, hold on. Let me explain to you why I took the timeout. Maybe he doesn't know the rule that you get the 10 seconds reset. I wasn't going to put my players in that type of situation to have to break a press in four seconds, come and stiff and cold off the bench. I wouldn't do that for a regular group. I can take a timeout. That's... Um, it gives my players the best chance to have success. So that's where it started that he said, I'll remember that, I'll remember that. And I said, hey, let me tell you why I did what I did. And he didn't want any part of that and kept moving on. So, Okay. Uh, he took a shot at him. Maybe he didn't know the yeah. rule. Like, dude, yeah. <laughs> like that's Juwan Howard. He's um, forgotten more basketball than you'll ever know, bro. Like, look, let's, let's not go there. There's there's some pettiness on both sides. Um, Gray guards, you know, con- the conversation for Gray guard is that he felt like his guys were being uh, in a bad spot. He had his backups in. Um, Michigan was doing a full court press, knowing the game was out of reach. And so Greyguard called the timeout because he didn't want his guys to get a violation. Right. A violation at that point in the it game. It doesn't even matter. It, it doesn't matter. Uh, here's what's it's, funny. It's petty. But John Howard's <laughs> petty, too. What's funny is how they both try to make themselves sympathetic figures yeah. in their in their explanation, well, that's a move, Jawan. You shouldn't have put your hands on the man no. and, and and palm the, the 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 assistant coach. Other coach, I don't even know his name. What's his name? Uh, Joe Kravenhoff. Joe Joe Kravenhoff. Uh, you should you shouldn't have put your hands on Jawan Howard in in the shape. Oh, well, the, he the shook assi- the man's hand. The assistant coach that got struck was Joe Kravenhoff. Greg Gard oh, is the okay, head coach Greg for Gard, right. yeah. So Greg Gard says Jawan comes up to me. And he pulls his mask down and he starts pointing at me, right? No, sir. What happened was y'all shook hands. He didn't want to address you and was going to keep going. And you grabbed his arm <laughs> to make sure that you could try to explain to him the reasoning as to why you called timeout. He didn't like it. And at that point in time, that's when he removed his mask. I love how people just be skipping over stuff. Like, well, yeah. that was the most important part of it. Is, <laughs> oh, by the way, I grabbed his arm before he took his mask down and pointed at me and said, I'm going to remember this. Like, you could have just let the man shake your hand and keep going to the to the, to the locker room. But you grabbed him. Like, it still didn't warrant everything that transpired after. In fact, 
Jawan looked like he was a part of the Fab Five at that moment in time. It, it looked it, like he was the coach. It looked like he was a part of, like he was the injured player that was a part of defending it with with, with his teammates. Like he looked it, like a teammate. It's just here's look. They were both being petty. Like there was pettiness on both sides. Greg Gard calling the timeout and then saying, "Well, maybe he doesn't know the rule." That's pettiness. Um, Jawan Howard, you know, having a starter in there, uh, you know, and doing a full court press at that point in the game. I mean, that that's pettiness. And Jawan Howard was was frustrated but why, why don't we like why don't we give people a, a grace period a cooling off period or at least or at least understand the fact that hey things are going to happen in the heat of the moment you're going to do something maybe you wouldn't normally do and then that's it if this if these guys talk 10 minutes after this none of this probably happens because they would have had a chance to cool down they were there's both no, pissed off there's no way of knowing that in the traditional handshake that it was going to pop off like like this there, there's no way of knowing it, so it's also not the end of the world like people like there's well, i think that's the bigger point i just like I, i'm seeing these people that that are that are all over social media that are like oh my god what a terrible look for our game are you kidding me this is the biggest college basketball story since zion shoe exploded but i'm gonna be honest but about? i'm gonna be honest with you if it were the other way around and that coach palmed Jawan Howard. He get more credit if he pawned hey. Jawan Howard. <laughs> if that's what we're using instead yeah. of slap, yeah, because that's a slap yeah. to me. <laughs> if he pawned, if, hey, hey, Berto, is it a slap or he is it a palm? Him, did he palm him or did hey, Berto? He palmed, he palmed him. him. Oh, geez, it was kind of a slap to me. I, it was better than not. You know, I, I'm glad. It, I'm glad it wasn't a punch, right? I'm yeah. glad it wasn't a punch because at first it looked like a punch, but he he, he slapped him. I mean, it, which is in in man terms, that's way more disrespectful oh, than getting punched. Like, 100%. Don't, don't don't if you ever want to try to disrespect me the right way, don't punch me, slap me, and then you're gonna get everything that you was looking for because that is the worst. Like anyway, palming, slapping, whatever you want to call it. The bottom line here is is that what is going to transpire out of what took place is whatever the the penalty that's that's levied on Jawan Howard, it is going to be spun in a way that if the shoe was on the other foot, what would have happened? Would the would the penalties have been harsher, or would they have been the same? Hundred percent. And that's that's the whole point of all of this. And it's like crazy because now it's like oh, instead of it just being this is a moment. Tempers got the best of people. This happened. Move on from it. Take the suspensions. Whatever. If it's a fine uh, that that you're levied as a coach, as as a as a university, I don't know what it is that. But take that. Keep moving. Instead, it's like, all right, what's going to happen? Like, whenever something happens bad and it's on the other foot. It's always yep. they got to be fired or yep. it's got to be something that the, the retribution has to be way, way high up on the list in order for it to have any real validity to it. it now, that's going to be thrown in Jawan Howard's face in this situation in particular. Well, I'll tell you exactly where this is going to go. If Jawan Howard gets fired and for the record, I don't think either one of us think he should be fired. He'll, he'll get suspended. All of that's fair. Uh, Juwan Howard should not be fired, but if he does get fired, you know somebody's going to bring up the fact that 
well, what about Bobby Knight? Bobby Knight had all this stuff happen. Uh, what, what about all these other incidents? Like, people are just going to go... Because nobody has the ability to just compartmentalize things and say, this is a moment, and then all that other stuff happened. We don't need to keep using the comps to everything else. If Juwan Howard gets gets clipped, and I don't think he should be, of course that's going to pop but, up. But, but now here, here we go. Here we go, right? Say Juwan Howard gets clipped for this incident. What is going to be the spin, right? Oh. What is going to come out? What is going to resonate <laughs> from Jawan Howard you, getting? You know, I, I've t- and, and people can try and say, well, no, no. I no, just no. like pointing out the obvious. Y'all it can is. call me whatever y'all want to call is. me. I'm a, I'm a always shoot from the hip. Like yes. I said, I'm never going to stop. It is. What is the angle going to be? It's going to be race. If Jawan Howard loses his job, it's going to be race. Hundred percent. So it's like okay. So one side, one side is going to be outraged that Jawan Howard is getting away with slapping the hell out of the dude's face or palming it, as Jodas would say, <laughs> <laughs> palming, palming him. Um, <laughs> and, then, and then if he doesn't get fired, if he doesn't get fired, then it's like oh, there's a double standard. Yeah. Now if he does get fired, now there's a double standard, and now the other side is up in arms. They're upset and now there's the pop-off and then cancel culture comes into play for that yes well it, look in and a lot of this we've seen examples of this in the nfl where you know when when the ray rice video came out and he got he had originally been suspended two games what did everybody do afterwards they came out after the fact and said so wait a second tom brady gets suspended four games for a deflated football but ray rice only got two for this and they started doing these comps between punishments Like, it's okay to just judge things based off what happened in that incident with that moment in time. And that's it. Like, we don't need to bring all the other stuff in, but people are going to go there. I don't think Juwan That's just ha- naturally where things Look, are now. It, it, Juwan Howard, he'll get suspended for a couple of games, maybe a few games, rightfully so. I don't think he should be fired. This isn't the most egregious thing we've ever seen in the world. I mean, it's not that big right, of a deal. Relax. Suspended for a couple games. Fine. Okay. If they suspend him for the whole entire, we're just skipping entire season or or the rest of the season. The rest or of the season, okay. We're, we're just going to skip over that and say it's either this or it's that. <laughs> like it's fired. Like come on, man. Like the dude palmed his head. Like all right, he palmed his head. That that was not a good look. Is that what you're there, calling it? That's palmed? what you're calling okay. it. Okay, just want to make sure. The rest of there were punches thrown though. Now, yeah, let's they keep were. in mind. Yes, it incited. Basically, almost. I mean, that's a brawl. That was a brawl. Michigan has got five games left in the regular season. He might have to sit the rest of those five. Fine, and 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 all that is fine. Like I don't, I don't have a problem with that. I don't think he should be fired. It just, and we talked about this earlier. Nobody knows how to just have a disagreement anymore. It goes from you made a mistake, you're out of here. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Like, it, like there are there are levels to this. You don't have to just skip past all the all the stuff leading up into termination, uh, and and then determine. Uh, oh, you know what? We're gonna go ahead and fire him now. Uh, he, he made a mistake. Fire. We're gonna skip past. It's like. Come on, like it's okay. It's not that it's not the end of the world. This isn't malice at the palace. All right, we didn't have fans jumping down and fighting players. Like it, it's all right. Everything's gonna be okay, everybody. And by the way, 
It was phenomenal television. All right, like, I want to tell you, like uh, and the NCAA can uh, cry I mean, all the Back in the day, it. before all of this this crybaby stuff going on, remember the Big East back in the day, uh, bro? Like, come like, on, you would like if you didn't see if you didn't see something happen between uh, what what's my name between uh, my coach at at Temple that passed John Cheney, oh god, and, and, and John Calipari. with Calipari or with with uh, hit your Carl- kid in the mouth or with Carlissimo <laughs> or somebody like that. If, if you didn't see some boot beef take place between oh, John man. Thompson and somebody else within the Big East, that, that's boring. Oh, yes. You wanted to see that. Yes. Now, you don't want to see it go that far. I'm not condoning yeah. as far as it went. Nah, I you don't, don't hate it. I mean, I mean John Chaney did say, I kill you. <laughs> I kill you. Let me get a hold of him. I choke the life out of you. I kill you. In the mouth. I kill you. I'm just saying, nobody cares. Hey, I still remember when, uh, was it Eric Montross got bloodied up in a Duke, North Carolina game? I remember he got popped. Tyler Hansborough got popped and and was bleeding in a Duke, North Carolina game. I mean, sometimes a little bit of physicality goes a long way. There's nothing wrong with that, man. The Biggies tournament back in the day. I'm just saying. At MSG. Historically, historically, coaches have had run-ins with one another and have had to be split up and stuff like that. And nobody has a problem with it. No. We're just getting to the point now where it's just kind of like – Take a deep breath. Like something happened. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't that horribly egregious in terms of the man palmed his head. Like now the people fighting after that. That was no good, and they incited that. Yeah. And that's where this this goes wrong. But well, you know what? It is what what, what it message is. does that send to the kids? I don't know. They're not my kids. You talk to them. Oh, <laughs> that's not my problem. I'm serious. Not my problem. Oh, I mean, just saying. It like, sends a horrible message to the kids. Well, I mean, it is a horrible message. Right, well, and and that was not yeah. great leadership. Right. Yeah. By neither. By by either one of them. It was. And great leadership. A decent right hand, though. Uh, all right, it is uh, two pros and a cup of Joe brought to you by Discover. What did the full finger say to the face? Uh, uh, real credit card questions require real people, someone who understands your issues and works to resolve them with you. That's why Discover offers helpful U.S. based representatives available 24 7. Discover exceptionally common sense. All right, coming up next, uh, somebody is back in the NFL. They are back. We will find out why and how it went down. It's yours here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Can't touch this. <laughs> Can't touch this. That's appropriate. Uh, <laughs> well, this is the original, though. <laughs> She's a very freaking girl. The kind you won't take home to mama. This song <laughs> sucks. Never let the homies down. Hey, hey so listen, I was watching the documentary uh, on Rick James. Uh, I heard it's good. It's so good. Yeah. It is so. I didn't know how deep he got. He got. How, he got after it a little bit. Huh? I, I just. But yeah, yeah he definitely. <laughs> I mean, that's an understatement. <laughs> but I didn't realize how influential he was, bro. Like, yeah. do you realize that he was like an influence on Prince? I would have never known that. Like, Prince was opening concerts. Prince, like the Prince, was opening concerts for Rick James. 
Rick James, man. Rick yeah. James, bit. Uh, it's two pros and a cup of Joe here. Fox Sports yeah. Radio. Uh, LeVar Arrington, Jonas Knox with you here ha, on ha, FSR. Ha. Uh, we are going to get into, uh, we're going to have another edition Jonas of Jonas is a super freak. Uh, super freak. He's super at, uh, freaking. At some point. Uh, by the way, uh, <laughs> he is back, folks. Uh, Brian Flores is back, everybody. Oh, uh, he yeah. is. Uh, what a great transition. He, like. he is now an Jeez. assistant coach. Look, now from joking to serious. Here we go. Let's get serious. Uh, he is now an assistant coach with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, but don't worry, the Racist. lawsuit is still pending. <laughs> Racist. Uh, so, uh, so there it is. Brian Flores will uh, will be an assistant with Pittsburgh uh, and assistant uh, yeah. de- uh, defensive assistant and uh, linebackers, and linebackers coach. coach. I mean, so, you're coaching linebackers in Pittsburgh. Yeah pretty dope yeah and it's a great organization so uh you know everything is uh we're, we're you know it's it's all good here uh th- obviously the lawsuit is pending that's going to play out i still i just wonder i think the the biggest part of the story outside of just you know what the changes that are going to going to take place when it comes to you know reform and the hiring process and all that is what the hell's going to happen in miami with steven ross because if it's true like they've said that they've got evidence where he was offering a hundred thousand dollars um you know to to lose games somebody's going to need to be the fall guy in this whole thing and i just wonder if it's going to be steven ross well i think hammers are going to drop all the way around you're seeing things tight hammers up. yeah hammers and when you get hit with the wrong hammer it hurts and it hurts really bad and some of these owners are about to get hit with a heavy 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 dose of hammering they're they're going to get beat down and 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 that's the entry it's so every you know my whole thing was i didn't think that for him and his opportunities to continue his employment and and work in the national football league would would happen with him doing this lawsuit like I didn't think he he would get another another opportunity not not just as a head coach but just to coach in general yeah um I, I won't I won't go into the obvious like you know Mike Tomlin is, is the head coach what, what I won't go mean? into what the obvious I, I, I won't I won't venture off into the obvious of 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 the irony maybe the coincidence of him ending up in Pittsburgh uh the the Rooney rule uh that's that's the Pittsburgh Steelers family, uh, they have always been champions of of inclusion and and of 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 trying to make things the right way that way, and that's why the whole rule was called the Rooney Rule. Um, I could be, I think I could be wrong, but I, I'm pretty certain I'm right. Um, but anyway, the point the point is is that they're getting ahead of it. They're getting ahead of it, and and what they're getting ahead of is this this. This wave, this wave of doing things the right way, and when they're done incorrectly, they're done the wrong way, they're exposed. The lawsuit has given has given government the opportunity to to now insert themselves into the scenario and the situation of if you're if you guys are going speaking of you guys the owners and the NFL if you're going to use taxpayer dollars to fund the things that you're doing you know the stadiums different things like that the concessions that are made for them to be able to do what they're able to do um within within their cities you're going to have to to play by some different rules like it's going it is now going to be a different set of circumstances moving forward in terms of the reform that's proposed and the reform that's going to be put in place 
as to how the hiring process goes, how they go about the hiring process in the National Football League. When Roger Goodell is saying, this is unacceptable, it can't happen, we're going to have to look into this, we're going to have to reform it, you're sitting at the table with somebody that you're paying. So it's like, if you're telling me that I can't do this, but I'm the one that's paying you, it's kind of like, eh, I'm going to brush it off. But when you have somebody who you're not paying and they're actually using hard-earned dollars from tax-paying people to fund your $500 million uh, stadiums, you know, your billion-dollar stadiums, um, and they're at the table and you have to answer to them, that's a different, that's a different set of uh, – that's a different level of accountability that's going to take place. Yeah. And so to me, I think that that's, that's if, if, if you were wondering, I could not figure out why Flores went down the lane of, of the civil suit. Because if he's saying, I'm doing this to make it better for everybody else, I'm like, well, how? How exactly are you making it for, better for everybody else? Well, in regards to indirectly to his lawsuit – it now gives validation or it gives an opening for government to take a deeper look, a deeper dive into getting involved with the accountability of what the franchise owners are supposed to do in terms of protocols of certain things, issues such as this. Can I just uh, bring up something that I know people are going to get pissed off when I say this, and this is probably going to get, they're going to take this the wrong way, but I do think this is, a real aspect of the conversation, maybe not something anybody wants to say out loud, but I do think there's a real aspect to this. Now that he's back in a position of he's coaching in the NFL, I just wonder, and maybe these are, this won't be said publicly, I wonder how many people around the league look at him differently, like, got to keep our mouth shut around him. Got to be, uh, got got to be careful what you say around him because uh, you know he's liable to go and uh, you know share a text message with Bill Belichick, and he's liable to go this share, direction. Share a text message of Bill Belichick, yeah, not I, with him, yeah. of him. I, like I just wonder how many people are going to look at Brian Flores differently, right or wrong. I, I think this is a yeah. real aspect of the conversation. Dan Rooney is a part of the the. Uh, the chairman of the league's diversity committee. Yes, that's so. Yeah. Just so I, I was correct. I, um, I didn't want to make sure I was. I, I just wonder how many people in the league look at Brian Flores, and I, I don't want to say as you know a snitch or anything like that. I just wonder how many people look at Brian Flores and say well, we got to be careful. And coaches don't. Players and coaches don't trust one another anyway. To begin with, we've had this conversation at length before. You think about what took place in Jacksonville. It was players and coaches that did Urban Meyer in. Yeah, not just players, not just coaches, players and coaches. I've seen it happen. Uh, Steve Spurrier was done in by players and coaches. Yeah, like that happens all the time. So players and coaches, there's there's that that un you know written rule that you don't trust one another. Like that's a very rare deal to have a, an entire coaching staff players that trust one another. So there's that's that's already up for debate anyway this went to a new level it takes it to a whole nother level and that's 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 a real concern yeah that takes it to a whole nother level i mean because from here on out you you got to believe again the same arguments the same discussion points that existed with colin kaepernick are going to exist with brian flores 
if Brian Flores, for some strange reason, gets let go, I mean, Joey Porter was let go. He was doing a fine job as the linebackers coach. They had to make a uh, a move because the defense was underperforming. Someone had to to take the rap for it. Pittsburgh is known for the way their linebackers play. They they weren't playing as well, but they weren't bad. They just weren't as well, and they let him go. This happens all the time. So. The problem you'll run in with a Colin Kaepernick, you bring him in, you put him on your team. You give him an opportunity. If he does well, it's all great, right? But even once he, he he's able to make it onto the team, now everybody's going to be like, well, why isn't he playing? Well, why isn't he playing more? Well, why isn't he starting? There's always going to be that next something that people are going to say, this isn't right, he's being mistreated. The same thing is going to exist with Flores, I would imagine. I don't know to what capacity, but the same thing, if if Flores were – anytime he comes under scrutiny, anytime he may lose his job, it's always going to come back to 100%. this is why. Yep. And this always is going to be a reason, an excuse, and it almost makes the person untouchable when you hire them. Yeah, because but, you, you have a feeling of you got to walk on eggshells because you don't, you don't want to move on from him – because in the back of your mind, you're thinking, well, how is he going to turn this and, and, and spin this in a different direction, right or wrong? I, ju- I just think there, that's a real element to all this that maybe a lot of people haven't talked about. I think about. there's a lot of respect that, that comes with going, joining a coaching staff with Mike Tomlin, especially for the simple fact that he's really, in a lot of ways, he's bailing out Mike, uh, he's bailing out uh, Flores uh, and, and Mike Flores, right? Am I uh, Brian, Flores. Brian Flores. Yeah. Excuse me, Brian Flores. Uh, he's bailing him out. Uh, Pittsburgh is bailing him out by by presenting this opportunity for him. I don't know how genuine that is. I, I really don't. I don't know how genuine hiring him is. Does it fulfill a need? It does fill a need. Um, is there a bigger? Is there a bigger? aspect of this at play knowing who Mike Tomlin is I would say yes there is I think that he feels like there is a moral duty for him and an obligation for him to to do what he's doing right now and to be a part of a solution for Brian Flores because it represents something bigger than just Brian Flores but again with that being said and not understanding that there is a respect level for and a healthy a healthy respect for uh for Mike Tomlin, it still comes back to your original your original statement is what does this mean moving forward? Does this create a a a, a sideshow of sorts, confusion of sorts, bringing Flores into into the organization? How will they handle that? Because the questions will come. It will get get heated. What if they don't play well next year? Mike Tomlin always, for some strange rare reason, finds himself on the hot seat as a coach in Pittsburgh. What if he finds himself in a situation where they're not doing well and they're talking about what his job security looks like? It, where do these conversations go? Because think about the, the people that Brian Floyd, I know we're going to get to Eddie Garcia in a moment, but just think about the people that he went after. He went after an NFL owner. He went after the Giants, which is, you know, uh, NFL royalty. He went after John Elway, which yep. is NFL royalty. Yep. I mean, he he went after... I don't really care about all that. I don't I, care I just, about there but, being but, NFL royalty. But I, but I just think... Right, like, right is right, Jonas. I, I right, get it. I, I, right I, is right. I, I totally get it, but... 
look, they've all denied this. John always said, I wasn't drunk. Like, what are you talking about? Like, we have a log of it. We have, like, they've all come back. And I, and I just think that there are going to be people that are, are in Pittsburgh or in and around Brian Flores that are like, well, I can't say this. I got to be careful here. I got to, I don't know if he's going to go and, and run with this. I, I just think that's a, that's a real part of the conversation. I, I just, my biggest curiosity to this is he is continuing the lawsuit. In fact, from what I can gather, he doubled down on the lawsuit last week. Yes. How does this impact what he's doing, which most will say it doesn't, which maybe that's true. Maybe that is true. Maybe it doesn't. But maybe is it is it is it horrible for me to say with all of these lawsuits that are taking place, is it horrible to say hire him so the spotlight isn't shined on you. Is it horrible to uh, say? No, is it horrible to I, no, say that? No, because I think I think all of this is. Re- the problem is people aren't going to want to have the conversation that we're having, like because they're they're afraid of the pushback. I, I mean, hi, hire hire him so that all of these people that are getting sued that that spotlight doesn't come on us. We don't yeah. need to shake rattle the boat. We don't need I, I we think, got a good thing going on here. I think it's fair. I, I think all of that's valid. I really do. Uh, all right, two pros and a cup of Joe Fox Sports Radio. Coming up next, <laughs> um, a just a wonderful phenomenal moment in the world of sports. Uh, it's a positive end to the show here. We'll have that for you right here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. I'm George Reister, host of the Reister or Wrong podcast. This is the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth. Absolute fire on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Facts only. Make sure you check your feelings at the door because no BS is allowed. We keep it 100. This is where real conversations happen. Listen to the Right or Wrong podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Two pros at a cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio. LeVar Arrington, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Uh, We will be back on the air tomorrow. Same time, same place, 6 a.m. Eastern time, 3 o'clock Pacific. Brady Quinn will be back. But Uh, I try. Yes, I try. Usual ball busting will ensue. Uh, Also, if you missed any of this show, you can check out the podcast at foxsportsradio.com. That'll be up after we go off the air. Uh, Right now, though, it is time to do something. uh, We do, uh, you know, very, we haven't done this in a little while, but we do it every so often. It's called this. You moron. How could you not get to these stories? You moron. These are the scraps. And for that, we turn it over to the great Lee DeLapp to find out what the hell we've missed so far on the show. Lee? You guys, a bit of a feel-good story in case you missed it. Uh, The 75th anniversary of the NBA was, uh, we got to see all the legends brought together yes. over the NBA yes. All-Star Weekend. You guys it was awesome. That? Yeah, it was God, awesome uh, to see all those great players Days together. go by! Um, it also uh, was interesting to see the guys that weren't there that were put in front of a, uh, I don't know, was it called a green screen? Although it wasn't green, uh, but they were trying to pretend like they were actually there and they were waving uh, to the crowd. Family Matters theme song. Uh, yeah, it was, <laughs> I think it was uh, uh, Dan Levitard uh, who put out uh, the music associated oh, with it. Yeah, I don't, that was I don't, amazing. I don't know if he uh, he put it together himself, but uh, it was was that the Full House theme? Yes, yeah, Full, full House. I yeah, think so. Full House um, or Family Matters. It just was so 
know, like I don't. Right, it's full house. Did they think anybody was going to buy the fact that those guys were there? They were just it, like, no. what, are we do, what are we doing? Like, I think just, they were just trying to pay their respects to them. But having all those guys on the court I mean, at the same time, yeah. all those great players, I mean, was why not? awesome. Seventy-five, seventy. And yeah. you could tell there was a different vibe when Michael Jordan came out. Oh, it just you know things changed. People were making a big to do about uh, Kevin Garnett's reaction to Ray Allen and and all that stuff. It's like, come on, man. Who cares? What was KG's reaction? Well, I didn't he see just that. he just kind of uh, threw shade. Yeah, they he's still, they still uh, a little, little yeah, hurt. hurt he's over st- it. still a little uh, bothered by how that all went down. Oh, it okay. just, I mean, at some point you got to move on. But you know, oh, so that. that's KG. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that might not. That might be a cold body. But even uh, Charles Barkley said afterwards he got more emotional than he realized because you could say whatever you want about Charles Barkley and oh, he Shaq. Was, he, they're goats. And and also. They have a reverence for the people that came before them, and they really respect and appreciate those guys. And when you see those guys out on the court at the same time, and some of them are older and it's harder for them to get around. That's every Hall of Fame induction. Yeah. I think that's why I get so emotional. Are you a Hall of Famer? I'll never be a part of that. Well, I'll be a part of that for college. college. Football Hall of Fame. Damn right. I'm not in anybody's Hall of Fame. Yeah, you're in my Hall of Fame. All right. Yeah. Come on, give me something. Yeah, Yeah, right there. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Uh, uh, What else we got? (laughs) Guys, the Winter Olympics in Beijing came to a close yesterday. And if you're more of a Summer Olympics person, uh, that'll be in Paris in 2024. And you get to look forward to DK Metcalf, who says he's going to be training for the 100-meter dash, maybe the 60-meter dash. That's what he told Taylor Rooks of of the Bleacher Report. Hmm. Um, did you see when he ran the 100-meter dash recently? I, I want to say it was a, like a couple months ago. DK Metcalf might have been over the summer maybe, but I think he ran against real sprinters. And it's just a different level of speed, man. Like going, Like seeing him, and he's so big. That he just dwarfed these guys. Like you can tell, like which one's DK? Oh yeah, there he is. Uh, like that—that's him right there. And and even sprinters, as you know, as as yoked as those guys are, DK Metcalf's just a different level. But like the level of speed at the Olympics is just different. It's man. different. It is different. That is different speed. Woof. I mean, like Daryl Green. Faster than DK Metcalf, I would assume. Yes. Daryl Green. In his heyday, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, Tyreek Hill, uh, you know, he's, uh, you know. And I, the- I don't know that they would make the Olympics. I don't, I don't yeah, know. I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, I Tyreek would probably have the best shot, Tyreek Hill would, but well, other than Michael that, I mean, Parsons would have the best shot. Well, that's a good point. I mean, you know, listen, <laughs> hey, look, people could say Tyreek Hill got off to a bad start or he, he wasn't, uh, yeah, that's whatever, he man. Said. A loss is a loss. Deal with it. Uh, what else we got, Lee? Um, the, uh, the, also the conversation on, uh, DK Metcalf, uh, in Seattle when it comes to what happens after Russell Wilson leaves. Is he going to be another one of these wide receivers that all of a sudden goes to hell? Because uh, his his star quarterback left. Like, is that how this is going to happen with DK Metcalf? Uh, I just I feel like Seattle is getting close to uh, rebuild time, uh, and uh, you know we could, we could have a problem. He needs to get the hell out of Seattle, basically. Uh, that's so, maybe a conversation we'll leave for Brady well, to jump on. Just saying, man, you need to uh, need to get the hell out of there. Uh, Lee, anything else you want to wrap up with here? You guys, four of the Rams uh, needed a ride to LAX after their Super Bowl parade. Lucky enough, a fan was able to give them one for these players including Taylor Rapp uh paid him back with over $200 for that for that ride to the LAX. Oh, nice. 200 bucks for a ride to LAX. 
Nice. I mean, that's all they could come up with. I about to say that's that's an Uber draft. That's an Uber ride. Come on, and NFL players they could only come up with two hundred bucks. Come on, man. I mean, why are you in their pocket? I mean, come on. Jeez. What are we talking about here? Why are you in their pocket? I just come, come maybe, on. Maybe they gave some autographs too. Cheap asses. Two hundred bucks. There you go. Gives you a ride them, to LAX. Them people. You got some nerves. Uh, unbelievable. That's how we ended the show. Damn cheap. Bye. We are Penn State. <laughs> Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. 